So the question of the week, is strength training going to affect my running? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So what's up, y'all? Today I got a, well, actually it wasn't today. It was like three days ago. We're doing a, an initial assessment that we do for everybody here first. And this girl was a trail runner. She's been running pretty seriously for the last four years. And uh, her big concern with starting FL and starting strength training period was that the fact that it was going to take away from running. Um <clears throat> And not to knock anybody here, but uh, a lot of times when people decide to go take the next step of getting a coach either for running or for strength training or for whatever it might be, um, there's kind of this leap of faith that has to happen between the client to the coach, right? Like basically stating that like, hey, if you're going to work with us, I need you to put some faith into us. Um, and that goes with all coaching. And I'm not saying that every single coach is going to be necessarily good for you or perfect or a great coach. And that's, unfortunately, some of the exploration that us as clients have to do as well. Um, but there also needs to be a level of trust, right? It was kind of it was kind of a funny conversation with this girl because she was like, she was really sold on the fact that, like, strength training was not going to be good for her running. And I was like, hey, why the hell are you here then, right? Like, what are you looking for if you decide to take an hour at a time to do a complimentary assessment myself um, to then just not believe me and argue against it, right? So... That's kind of what I want to talk about today, right? It's like, how do you keep strength training as part of the protocol if aerobic training is going to be kind of the forefront of your focus, right? Um, and I think just like anything else in life, things tend to be very cyclical. And uh, one of the things I do like to remind new clients or people that are you know listening to this, maybe they're starting any type of new protocol, is you generally should put more attention into the thing that you're doing new, right? And the reason why is it's a new stimulus, which is going to require a new level of adaptation. If you're someone that's been running for years and decades, like you probably are pretty decent at running, let's say maybe aerobically or maybe your form or maybe whatever. Um, and when you're taking on something new, like, hey, I'm going to add some Pilates to it or I'm going to add some functional training to it or I'm going to add some strength training to it. Um, there, there needs to be a little bit of kind of like a kind of like a defocus on the thing that you've been doing forever and put like more of the energy towards that new thing, right? Um, and the reason why is like your body is going to require just more capacity, just, you know, neuromuscularly, muscularly, energy wise, the whole nine yards, the whole nine yards just to be able to kind of adapt to that new stimulus that's being provided to the body. So no matter what, that's always kind of like my opening conversation that I would give you guys an opening tip is like if I was someone that's never ran before and I've been strength training my whole life, I would kind of make running more of my focus, but it also needs to be structured correctly, right? So to open up, that's the first thing I want to talk about is like, number one, when you're adding something on top of an existing program, you need to make sure that A, it's complementary to what you're doing, and B, it's actually programmed correctly where it's not going to have a point of diminishing returns, right? Um, kind of to follow up on the backside of what I was saying, when I say put more focus into something, I don't necessarily mean more intensity or more volume. It, like, you know, there's a lot of kind of nuance to that conversation. Sometimes it can be more focused on kind of form or technique. Some kind of can be more focused on just building a foundation of good mobility and stability and strength. Um, then there's obviously going to be kind of the strength aspect of it. There could be an aerobic aspect of it. So like, no matter what it is, the new endeavor or the new training protocol, um, when the, when I say more focus, sometimes it could be less volume, more frequency or vice versa. So picking it and there's, it's kind of a lot of gray area just because there's so much that goes into that conversation and it's so subjective person to person. Um, I'm obviously just going to try to really stick to this week's example because it's going to be the easiest for me to recall and it's going to be the easiest thing for me to kind of explain because I already had the conversation. So 
This person's running almost 40 miles a week and movement screen. We went through a full movement screen and there was definitely kind of like the typical runner thing, very tight calves. So like gastroc and soleus were kind of locked up. The ankle joint itself was just very stiff. And you got to remember this. If you are someone that's listening to this, that is a runner. Any muscle that you work and use a lot naturally has become a little bit stiffer and stronger in the range that it trains. Uh, in that it trains, I'm sorry. So when you think about running, there is some level of uh, dorsiflexion, and there's definitely a lot of plantar flexion that's involved, right? Um, there's less demand for dorsiflexion than there is plantar flexion, probably from a range of motion perspective. From a strength stability, the ability to be able to land and absorb each foot, um, there's a lot of strength and stability that's required to be able to do that from the foot to the ankle to the knee to the hip to the core. Um, so a lot of strength and force transfer and stability is required. So when you think about something like running, there is a demand for range of motion. There's definitely a huge demand for stability. There is a demand for strength because we need to remember that running is a single leg exercise, 100%. Walking is not. Jogging, running, and sprinting. Jogging maybe, but it's 100% single leg. If you were to watch a slow motion camera of someone sprinting or someone running, you're going to see that every time it looks like there's you know a, a moment of both feet, there's not, right? There's just like this little gap, right? And it's only one foot at a time. So you could imagine that, you know, I'll take myself, for example. If I were to stand on one leg, I would have 100, whatever I weigh, 190-something pounds just on that leg, on those joints and those muscles. Now, if I were to jump on one leg, there's going to be a hell of a lot more force there, right? So it requires a lot more strength dynamically, ballistically. Um, it requires a lot more stability to be able to keep the knee tracking correctly, to keep the arch there, to keep all the stability at the hip and the core. Um, so there's definitely a lot more than just standing. So when you think about running, you're literally, in a sense, jumping from foot to foot, right? So being able to do those things, there is a pretty big prerequisite to running uh, one of my favorite stats and who knows what the number is now uh, but back i don't know probably was like five years ago during our certification for running it was saying that like 82 or 84 something like in the mid 80s low 80s uh amount of runners have injuries from running just to have this as a disclaimer humans are designed to run we are bipedal bilateral human beings right and you know it, unilateral in its own aspect as well so Having an injury from running is not running's problem or running's fault. It's your shitty gait and form, and it's your terrible mobility and stability and lack of strength that's making that injury, or it's the kind of simple answer from programming that you're doing too much too fast or too much too long. Um, so when you look at running, there is a lot of prerequisites to it, right? So to think about all those things from a prerequisite standpoint of understanding that, okay, cool, there's range of motion that's needed. There's strength and stability that's needed. There's definitely coordination to be able to do it correctly that's needed. Um, it's the same thing for every movement, right? For anybody that's listened to me long enough, you know that how I break down movement is kind of like the software versus the hardware. The software of biomechanics and human movement is Motor control, coordination, skill acquisition. No matter what you do in life, it does not matter how strong, fast, or flexible you are, there is still a skill set that's required to be good at it. Um, and if you think about this with any sport, right, it's like no matter what it is, like there's still a skill inside of it. I could be seven feet tall, strong and flexible and fast, and I probably still wouldn't be good at basketball if I had zero skill behind the actually learning how to dribble and shoot a ball, right? So no matter what, there's always going to be a skill. So when you think about lifting, big skill set. When you think about running, big skill set. Um, to be transparent with you, I watch a lot of people run for a living, just even in front of our gym or people obviously just being a trainer for 14 years. Um, I would say almost majority of people I watch don't know how to run efficiently and correctly. And to back those people up, 
I did a lot of sports that involved running, and I even did sports that were purely running, like cross country and track. And we weren't really taught the right way to run. We were just taught to run and how much to run and how fast to run. Um, how fast, obviously, being subjective there. But so no matter what, there's always like a skill set. So when I look at you know adding strength training to running or things, something like that, and the running might be the forefront of what that person's focus is. I already, as a coach, naturally as a movement guy, want to go like, well, I want to see how you run because I want to figure out like what areas are going to be complementary. Um, but then the second part of it, kind of the hardware stuff, when we look at kind of movement and biomechanics, is like, do you have enough mobility? Mobility is active range of motion, not how much passive, you know, length the tissue and joints can go to, but how much active. Where can you get to the end range of actual contraction of a muscle? That's what we care about because that's what you actually own versus what you rent. Second thing is going to be stability, right? Like how much stability do you actually have? Because being able to land on one foot in the middle of a run and be able to get the, the foot to be able to land in the right position, get the knee to be able to track in the right place, be able to get the hip to stay nice and stable and level. Those are all things that require a lot of stability and strength, right? So stability is your body's ability to prevent movement from happening, which is basically the strength that you have within that range of motion that exists, right? So when I went through the movement screen with this person, I was like, okay, there's definitely a lot of work here, right? And uh, she was pretty transparent. We're definitely on the same page with a lot of those things. Like, hey, like, you know, this is definitely what you need to focus on because these are going to be the things that actually make you a better runner. Um, a lot of, I think, runners' issues with strength training is they think that strength training is going to produce a shit ton of muscle development, which is going to make them heavier, um, which is going to take away from running. Or that strength training is going to inhibit range of motion because we're adding more muscle um, and we're training different things that are not so-called running. And I would say both of you right now are bullshit. Like that, that is a myth for sure. When it comes to range of motion, you will own the range of motion that you spend the most time in. So whatever range of motion you use, your body will naturally have good range of motion there. If you don't use it, you lose it. Building more muscle. Muscle is not a hard thing to do if you actually have the right plan, the right tools, the right diet, the right recovery. Um, but I would tell you that 90 plus percent of people that I work with and probably even including myself are not on the right plan or don't have enough discipline to that plan to actually be consistent to build a lot of muscle. So for the majority of people listening to this, building muscle is not easy, right? Like it takes a lot of consistency in the training. It takes the right type of protocol. It's a lot of effort on the diet side. It's a lot of effort on the recovery protocol side um, and management of lifestyle. So like putting on a crap ton of muscle that's going to inhibit you and take you backwards, like that's a pretty hard thing to do, right? So I'm going to kind of just come out here and say this as a blanket statement for everybody. I believe personally, this is my bias, that strength training will make you a better runner, right? The only thing that strength training could do to inhibit your running is if you're not on the right protocol or you're doing too much volume or frequency conducive to the time in the season that you're in and running. Here's what I mean by that. If you're someone that is more of a, a summertime runner that likes to run a lot more, does more races in the summer, then yeah, maybe make your strength training max three times a week or maybe one or two or something like that. When you're in the off season or in the winter months or the times that you maybe are running less races or maybe running less volume overall, I think you should be putting more effort into running. I mean, sorry, strength training. And the reason why is if I can start to bulletproof the muscles and the joints and improve stability and improve range of motion and make you stronger, you can produce more force, right? So when you think about running, there's stride frequency, aka cadence, and there's stride length. Um, and those are kind of the two things that predicate how fast someone's going to be. 
Um, and then also when you think about building muscle mass, it doesn't matter what the goal is, like having a more muscle mass and strength are kind of, even though they're so complementary, they can be very different too. Just because you have a lot of strength doesn't mean you have a lot of muscle mass, right? Because that could be dictated based off diet. That could be dictated off genetic makeup. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of nuance to that as well. So the goal, I think, for most runners that do it at a semi-competitive level or a very competitive level is, yes, you definitely don't want to be a heavy runner, right? Me going on a 10-mile run right now with an extra 20 pounds is literally just like running with a weight vest on. I'm not, like, blind to the fact that that would make you a worse runner, right? But what if I could take the same weight that you have? So if you come into me and you're like, hey, I'm 150 pounds. What if I took 10 pounds of fat off? I put 10 pounds of muscle on, right? And I made you a lot stronger, a lot more stable, and a lot more mobile, uh, more neuromuscularly connected. So there's more neuromuscular con- uh, kind of firing between the nervous system and the muscular system. Um, improve coordination, improve agility and speed. All those things can be done in the gym, right? And I'm not saying that you just like you have to do weight training or, you know, these are a lot of things that can be done with body weight for a lot of people. Like you don't necessarily need to have a lot of weight, but this conversation really is just like built on the idea that this person didn't start strength training because she believed that it was going to make her a worse runner, right? Um, and it's not the first time I heard this, and this is kind of why I wanted to make a podcast on this. I'm going to tell you right now that adding strength training to your routine is going to be very, very complimentary to whatever you're doing, right? It doesn't matter if you're on a, a bike or you're a swimmer or you're a runner or you're a triathlete or whatever kind of maybe aerobic activity you have. It's the same thing for sports. If you came to me and you're a professional tennis player or you're a baseball player or a football player or you're a ping pong player, like having more strength, having more range of motion, having more coordination are all things that are going to be complementary to what Ever physical endeavor you have um, and it's going to make you feel better overall right because I think a big goal for a lot of people is like hey I want to be healthier I want to feel better I want to look better you know I want to improve my performance running not to knock running but only running I don't think is a good protocol like because there's so much that it doesn't accomplish it doesn't really build muscle that great right um, you only have range of motion for the dimension that the hips, the knees, and the ankles move in, and a little bit of kind of the shoulders upstairs, right? Like, we want to train full range of motion, right? So when it comes to running, if you're someone that does it at a very, very high level and competitive level, A, you're probably not going to be someone that's really listening to this anyways. You probably are going to be more like working with the running coach and focusing on maybe the protocol that that person is giving you. But for the majority of the general population the occasional runner this person's obviously doing a little bit more because 40 miles not gonna lie to you that's a lot of volume um my biggest thing for her was like hey we just got to make sure that it's complementary to what you're doing right so another thing that she brought up was like is doing legs gonna take a take away from my running like me being sore is gonna make my running more difficult and to answer that question yes um if you are sore it's gonna inhibit running even though running might help kind of with the soreness B, I don't think the goal of training is to be sore all the time. Anytime you take on anything new in life, like your body's naturally going to be sore in the beginning as it goes through that adaptation phase. Um, like we just finished up week one of a new cycle here. I'm going to tell you right now, my body's pretty sore. So soreness is not really the goal, right? We really want to look at maybe a, a very smart approach to progressively overloading strength um, and being smart with frequency, being smart with volume. Um, and really adjusting those things based off feel, right? And I think any good training protocol and hopefully any area of training, strength and conditioning wise, should be a little subjective to kind of what that person's goals are. And then it should be manipulated over time, right? 
It's not like, here's the goal, here's the program, here's the standard, don't change or deviate from it. Like, there's naturally going to be some subjective input to program to make it better and more efficient for you. Because I could even be someone that's running, and I can probably have a very different response. Um, but I always like to, and I'll use Damien, one of our coaches here, because the guy's just a freaking beast and an animal. Uh, he's actually going to try to complete a 500-pound split squat and then do a sub-five-minute mile on the same day. Um, those are both like incredible feats one by themselves i think is like stupid impressive right doing both on the same day is really impressive right and i brought him up as an example for this girl and she was like well you know like that that is pretty insane but like that's not normal and i was like hey <laughs> that actually is very true what you said that's not normal but it just goes to show you that it's proof that you can um, so no matter what, at the end of the day, just to kind of close this off for anybody that's a runner or somebody that's kind of maybe more focused on running or maybe looking to add strength training or looking to add anything new to your training pro protocol, stay open-minded to the fact that having a nice balance between movement, aerobic, and strength training is always going to be the most functional approach to lifting. Second is be open-minded to the fact that it's going to be cyclical. There's going to be times where you put more effort into one area of training over the other. Anytime you're taking on something new, I think there should be a little bit more attention to detail of coordination and movement, strength and stability, range of motion, um, how you're training it, picking up the new things, um, and just letting those things kind of adapt and change based off how you're feeling with those things. But just to close this last statement off here, don't think that strength training is going to make you a worse aerobic athlete. Just be smart with the program. The program is everything, right? Like there's a... Every workout in the world is going to work. It's maybe not going to work forever and sustainably for everybody. Every diet in the world is going to work. The question is the reason why it doesn't work is it's not sustainable and it's not a long-term fix. So when you play the long game and you kind of try to think about like me maybe taking a step back on running to improve my strength might actually be more of a slingshot effect, right? So I'm going backwards to get propelled forward, you know, five extra steps. So when you look at that strength training, it's going to be something that's going to protect the joints more. It's going to make you a better runner. It's going to help you bulletproof some of these injuries. It's going to make you a faster runner because you're going to be able to produce more strength, more force, more velocity. Um, and that's just going to make you a better runner. So there's no way that's ever going to be able to something that's going to take away from it, right? So as always, guys, I hope you guys enjoy my quick little rants. I love picking just random subjects for the week and just kind of freestyling for the most part. Um, as always, if there's anything you guys want to hear, shoot me a DM, shoot me a text, hit me up at the gym, let me know what you guys want to hear, share this with somebody that's a runner, subscribe to it, like it, review. Um, uh, we're definitely getting a lot of good feedback on the podcast. We're getting, you know, a lot more views and downloads, whatever the metric is for this thing. So well, according to Evan, that's what I'm hearing. So, uh, keep it up guys. I appreciate the support and all that. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great weekend.